Good afternoon and welcome to this week's episode of Rachel Gaffney's Real Ireland, coming to you from um, the Lincoln Centre studios here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, it is cold outside. Finally, winter's hit us, Anna. Are you happy it's here? I, I'm going to be honest, I'm actually happy. My husband is just telling me how uh, crazy I am, but I feel like I was so done with the heat that I'm really looking forward to the cold. How about yeah, you? I, I agree. And I think for people who uh, don't live in a climate like this, they think, oh, look at you complaining about the heat. But <laughs> I like my seasons. I like, you know, autumn and winter and spring and summer. I just, you know, I can't, or as you call it over here, the fall. Um, but I do. I like my seasons. Um, I know I, I'm embracing a bit of the cold. It's 46 degrees outside right now, which for us is amazing because it dropped from what 90 degrees the other day yeah. we had a tornado last week here in Dallas you know so many people were hit and uh, now we're in 45 degrees so you know what do they say about the weather in Texas if you don't like it just wait a minute it'll change I never heard that one actually you That's haven't how long have you lived here in Texas um three years I guess yeah, that's fair enough. And they talk about the weather all the time here, saying, you know, if you don't like it, just wait a minute. So anyway, <laughs> well, listen, I guess the hair out of my eye, you know, it's doing its own thing today. It's a bit breezy as well. Well, this is very apropos because we're talking about um, a cold and, and wintry and all that outside. And this is the perfect day to talk about wintry and winter food. And for me, that means soup. I don't know about you guys, but I love soup i don't know why i don't eat it all year round i mean i could eat it in the summer as well but for some reason i don't yeah not the same i know i know but anyway it's here and um my husband will probably divorce me file for divorce shortly because um that's all i do is i make soups you know it's kind of like rachel's soup kitchen and i could eat the same one for days on end and then start a new one and uh but i love soup i really do how about you anna do you have any particular soup you like um i do hang on let me just pull my camera um i do love um kind of uh potato soup with leeks and mm -hmm. um, uh, mushrooms that's pretty good um, as a side note we are having a lot of interaction on Facebook hello to everybody who's uh, watching we have uh, Theresa Murphy and then Bob Altman and Sarah Curley on the comment section hello everyone um, hello clearly food talks to everybody I want to know from any of those guys who are there um, if they want to comment or whatever I'd love to know what your favorite soup is because oh, yes. um, I think we should all be doing this kind of soupathon, you know sharing soup recipes today I actually brought some of my own soup into the studio and um, very apropos there, I've got my orange Le Creuset, um, very Halloween-y, because tomorrow's Halloween, the eve of Halloween. And so this is my soup that I, I made uh, yesterday and brought into the guys here in the studio, which, by the way, lunch is served after the show, ladies and gents. And, I um, cannot wait for that. I know. <laughs> 
And then I made some um, soda bread and there's so many variations of making this soda bread. But what I wanted to talk about was how basic the two of these are. And in this um, era, I watch on TV all the time, all the different food shows, or if I'm watching something on um, some TV segment, everybody's talking about everything needing to be done, the word I'm allergic to, super fast, super quick. <laughs> that adjective is losing its potency. Sorry, people. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I sound like an old woman complaining about the word super. But everything needs to be done. Oh, if you're in a hurry and get this done and drive it through and get... I watch when they're talking about fashion or they're talking about makeup tutorials. They take their time doing that. But why don't we take our time look, looking after what's going inside our bodies? And so um, I, like everybody else, I'm in a hurry and have a busy life. And um, but I think we need to go. Uh, we need to slow down a little bit. So you look at the slow food movement. I mean, that's what that's about. That started a long time ago, but we need to just slow it down. And there is almost some uh, therapy involved in and don't laugh at me. But, you know, nobody likes to just have to peel potatoes. I'm not saying that there's a oh joy God. in that. OK, but if you're preparing a whole load of um, vegetables for a dish, you know, I like to turn on Turner Classic Movies in the background. There's something very, very calming about Turner Classic Movies for me. I'm a nut. I love that channel. But I'll turn that on and I'll make some soup. So today I thought I'd talk to you about one of these soups that um, I got this recipe or actually I came up with this soup and it's a hybrid of I was watching the Food Network a few weeks ago and something came on Saturday morning I was cleaning up my closet and they were making some soup and in the background I could hear them talking about different flavors and I thought well those flavors sound good and then I make an awful lot of root vegetables which is very Irish we use a lot of root vegetables and I wonder if people realize how many vegetables are under that category of root vegetables. So, for example, potatoes, garlic, turmeric, rutabagas, turnips, sweet potatoes. I mean, I could go on. The list is endless when it comes to um, root vegetables, you know, beets and radishes and all of those. Now, I don't put radishes in my soup, but, you know, I definitely love to use an awful lot of root vegetables. But the other thing is we're now in the winter season, autumn, fall, and it's that time of year for lots and lots of squash. I mean, you see it everywhere because, of course, Halloween oh gosh, right yes. now. You've got the gourds and you've got the decorative ones. So don't confuse those. You don't want to use those in this soup, OK? Um, but the different types of one, I think I took a photograph of just a selection of the ones I got in the grocery store the other day. All right. So as you can see, the color isn't great because of my countertop is granite. So it's that whitey color. But can you see the ginger at the front? Yeah, that looks great. Okay, I love fresh ginger. I use that all the time. And if we go back to that photograph, I want to show you um, going anti-clockwise to the left. That is actually a turnip, a purple top turnip. I thought it was going to be a rutabaga, but it's a purple top turnip. Um, in the middle, you've got the acorn squash. At the back, you've got the butternut squash. And in the far left, can you see that one in the far left? Yep. Uh, that winter squash, that's the kabacha squash, or it's a type of Japanese squash. Now, I wonder if people know the difference between summer squash and winter squash. Do you know the difference, Anna, between summer and winter squash? Um, no, but I'm sure you're going to let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I need to know. So the squash would be like zucchini and all that. Um, in Ireland and England, we call you know them eggplant and aubergine. No, yes. egg. Uh, aubergines and courgettes and their eggplant and zucchinis here. Gosh, I don't know why we don't have the same names for everything. I know. 
but those are the softer skins the and there's a whole selection of those the winter squash when they're harvested they're allowed to sit out and dry so they get a much firmer um, texture on the exterior and what that does is it preserves the uh, actual vegetable itself on the inside for for so much longer sorry whoops did I smack the microphone there uh, just a little bit um but anyway so those are the winter squash so I just took a selection of those so let me tell you what I did uh, first of all I took a yellow onion or you can use a Spanish onion if for the sweeter flavor. I took one onion, one large onion, and finely chopped it. Took Basically, I, I snapped off a, an arm of that uh, ginger, um, and I peeled it and finely chopped it. I used my Kerrygold butter, you know, my big... And I... I Good old say, friend. And you say, how much butter do you use, Rachel? Um, a knob of butter. <laughs> but I just used a big old chunk of it and just threw it in my Le Crusade. See this one here? This is what I love about this soup. With this pot, I love it. You just, can you see the size of the butter? It's probably a tablespoon or half or whatever, but I didn't measure it. As you can see, I just whopped a piece off and threw it in the Le Creuset. As you can tell, I'm no chef. Um, I cook from memory. I cook from flavor. I cook from, you know, the ideas of something that I like. So the butter goes in there. Um, and then I threw in all of the onions and I peeled and uh, sliced two carrots or three. Actually, I did three carrots. Um, and threw those in. So it was onions and carrots in the butter and a little bit of uh, that chopped ginger. So I did that first. Um, and then I prepped all of my vegetables. Um, now, the thing about soup is I, the girls said, some of the ladies here were trying some of the soup earlier on and they were talking about the flavor and they were asking me about some of the keys to good flavor. The thing about soup is you want, first of all, you want great ingredients, but sometimes the ingredients don't perform so well. You know, you don't know when you get the squash and you peel it if the flavor is not great. Right. But I think like a really, really good stock makes all the difference. And I, look, I'm not knocking anybody. I buy store-bought, but I do make my own stock. Vegetable stock? Or? I make vegetable stock, chicken stock. I just make stock. I actually keep a lot of chicken stock, vegetable stock, and turkey stock on hand. And here's the thing. If you were to set aside some time, go buy yourself a chicken, okay? Put it in a big old stock pot, a big saucepan with some water, some bay leaves, peppercorns. You don't worry about peeling carrots. You just chop them up loosely, chop up the onions, skins and all, celery stalks, throw them all in bring them to a boil a little bit, then simmer and let it go for a while. You now have the best stock you can get. And what I do is um, when the stock is done, I put it in Ziploc bags, those gallon Ziploc bags, and I lie them flat. That's smart. Yeah. And I stack them on top of each other in the freezer, in my back freezer. So I always have, um, same with my turkey. At the end of the Christmas, I take out my turkey and I make my stock. So if you have stock at hand, if not, but the key to this was two cans of um, coconut milk. So what I did is I took all of these vegetables, threw all of those in, then I threw in three cloves of garlic, finely chopped, and then I threw in two cans of unsweetened coconut milk. And right, the key is do, the- un We do have some, uh, some images, of uh, some videos of that. Would you like me to play that? Oh, please do, yeah. It's of um, the coconut milk. Um. So this is just the vegetables. Just yeah, you can see how they're just roughly chopped. Now, you don't want them all hugely different sizes and you don't, I didn't want them all finely, finely diced because I want to be able to bite into this and have a chunk of it in my soup. So that's kind of the, the size there. You can see them all in there glistening in that lovely, yummy, yellowy butter, that gold, Kerrygold butter. Um, How long until these reaches? Uh, there we point? go. So there's two cans of unsweetened coconut milk. 
that went into it. And then I put in two teaspoons of Thai curry paste just to give it. Now, do you see that what's happening there? That's the story of my life. Can we please talk about how to fix this or okay. just give us your When you say advice? fix this, I think you need to tell people what it is you want to know. Okay, so um, normally when I use my coconut milk, probably has been sitting in my pantry for a while. Um, so my question is, when it's it gets all lumpy and just falls kind of like there's the, the kind of the blob of it and then there's the water, is that normal? Should I do like shake it beforehand not shake it beforehand is this not a problem you tell us because okay. i need to know all right so with coconut milk um what happens is it's separating so the milk is going to the bottom and more most of that coconut residue is coming to the top because there's no emulsifier in there which is what binds it together so when you undo your can and you can see mine was too now i just did mine um yeah i just threw it all in as you can see and when you're making curries and stews and soups and things like that with coconut milk bung it all in it's fine so what you should do is open the can you know whether it's a pull uh -huh. or a can opener and you can take a little spatula or spoon and stir it all in i actually did that in the second one because that when it plops like that it can also go all over your clothes uh, but what you do is stir it all together and then throw it in the heat will break it down oh okay. and it'll be fine now if you're not making a stew or a curry or something and you're using coconut milk and you don't want it all kind of congealed like that what you can actually do is put it in a little bowl in the microwave or you can put it in a saucepan and just kind of lightly um, heat it and it'll all become just like milk again. So it's not gone off. It's just that there's no emulsifier in there. So it's just separating. So that's all that is. Got it. So I threw in my two cans of coconut milk and then I threw in my chicken stock and then I give it a quick old stir. Um, and then I let it cook for, I, I think for that with those sizes, it only took about 20 minutes. Now do a simmer. Um, so as you can see, this is all in one pot. I started with the butter in here and the onions and the garlic and I started adding everything in, in different stages. And then towards the very end, um, I, I let it simmer for about, I'd say 25 minutes and then I turned it off. And for me, I literally closed the lid and I left it there. Oh, okay. And the heat from this, from the Le Creuset, these big old oh, heavy cast iron ones, you know, it continues to cook, you know, it's kind of like if you're doing pasta and you take it off, you know, and, and you, you drain it. Remember the steam is still cooking. It's as further cooking. Once there's heat, it's cooking. So uh, by doing that, I left it in there. And um, then towards the very end, when I'm about to serve it, and here's where the kind of Irish side of me comes in as well. So I've got a mixture of uh, root vegetables and different types of winter squash in here. And then I threw in kale. Now, I love kale, but a lot of people will say to me that they're not great fans of kale. You like kale? Wait, but do you like kale, Rachel? I do like kale. Any way or a specific I, way? I do. I like it in a salad with other lettuces and stuff. I don't like it just on its own. But one of the girls was, uh, some of the girls um, here earlier on when I came in, I noticed that they had had some soup and they were asking me about the kale because, of course, uh, if I was a betting woman, I could I would say I know why somebody's knocking on the door. Come in. <laughs> oh, Rachel, you're in the middle of the show. Little did we know. No, not at all. <laughs> there's something about these people around here when there's food. If you want something done at Real News PR, the only way to do it is to feed Oliver Twist here. <laughs> you're like Oliver. Just a spot. Oh, okay. All right, Mike. <laughs> Please, sir, I want some more. I'm so excited about this. No, this is the best soup of my life. This is the best day of my life, you guys. This is the best soup. Oh. Okay, so this is um, 
so I added the kale in towards the end because I don't want the kale to get all oh, um, smell that. So soggy. They can't smell it, unfortunately, on the cameras. But yeah. you can see how the textures, you know, with the kale. But the kale still has that little bite because you kind of want it to have a little bit of a bite, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, I remember when I tasted it before, it was, it had like, I don't want to say spicy, but it had amazing spices. The flavor was really rich and it had that, almost that Thai... So, that's right because uh, we had the coconut milk in here which mm. I'm a huge um, proponent of using unsweetened coconut milk um, it's good for you and also all of these vegetables you know that we're talking about here <laughs> <laughs> we can't forget about Anna poor Anna <laughs> we'll, we'll enjoying some for Anna. far too much here you go you want to try some oh yes um, but you kind of I don't want to puree it down I want the texture <laughs> look at this one here <laughs> Sarah Crilly so uh, do you think you guys could make this soup I mean, probably not as well. Why? But I don't know. Somehow I always mess stuff up. But following your direction, I think I could make a pretty decent go at it. I have to make this soup. This soup needs to yeah. be in my life every single Rachel, you were saying day. that the, the recipe will be available soon. Isn't yes. That Does right? anybody want this recipe? Yes. I'll post it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, for those of you who are asking me for quantities, remember, I'm really bad at quantities. Because remember, mm -hmm. what I do is um, I, I think for Anna, Anna, Anna should try some. Should for we Anna. get Paul Anna? How a little many bit? bowls? does this usually make? There's no question. You have to say yes. I yeah. am getting a bowl of that. <laughs> Poor Anna. She's the only one. She's been in here all morning. Yeah, running this show, of course. And, I mean. uh, and, and nobody's given her. I haven't got a spoon, but you'll find one for her. Thanks yes, a million, thank Sarah. Yes, thank you. Um, so but do you think, uh, what do you think of the texture, though, and the flavors? Like, honestly, because people can't smell it and they can't take... Okay, right. So we know it's good and everything. Yes. But what what do you think? Like, I think it has, like, it, it's it's nice and... It's not too thick so that you can't, like, sip the broth, but it's thick enough so that you still get the flavor with every t every time you bite. Now, here's something else you guys need to have with it, right? Soda bread. Irish soda bread. Now, if you go to Ireland, you want to try some? All right, so this is Irish <laughs> soda bread. At the top, I used chai seeds and sesame seeds. I have so a recipe. You made this too. I did, and oh I, this recipe, um, Anna, we're posting the link to the recipe for the soda bread. Yep. Now this know. soda bread is the most versatile bread ever because you can do lots of different flavors. Sometimes I'll put, you know, grated cheese and jalapenos on the top, but it's done with buttermilk. Mm. So this and is on your website. Baking as well, right? uh, powder. There it is. It's up on my website. So that's the, and we'll put up the link. So that's the basic bones of it, but you can add other things to it. Now, this kind of bread, after two days, I'm telling you guys, it'll be like a hockey puck. You can't use it. It's, you could throw it against the wall. Have it fresh. You need to just have it and eat it. It's not something you're making sandwiches with. I do actually um, sometimes toast it and do, um, I do a pan-fried soda bread with um, uh, beef and everything on top of it. But this is a very, you want to try this? Please. Yes. So I was helping you carry things in. I don't know if you can hear me. It, it's heavy. It's heavy. It's and a dense bread. It's a dense bread. That's a good bread. But I was going to say, that's that. the best for the toaster. That, that always is the best bread, especially like in the morning or in the afternoon when you're just coming home from work or something and trying it. Thank you. Well, this is, and I buttered so it for happy. them. I had to have some Irish butter on there. But I thought, you know, isn't that good? But oh. do you know what's really good is for that bread to just dunk into the soup. Oh. You know, mm -hmm. just it's a very sort of dunkable. It, so I guess what I'm trying to say is this is hearty. And all of these vegetables are loaded with antioxidants. And I don't want to sound like some kind of health preachy guru, but they're just good for you. Oh, it's so good. And always, you always know when something's good for you when there's a lot of color. Lots of color, you know. And I wanted, this is how I like to eat kale. So excuse me, but I'm going to do this as well. But look, I like the, you know, when the rib is still in it. Mm. And it's you know, them. I don't like kale normally. And this I'll eat. 
And what you were saying about Hardy, that's awesome because my husband, I always try to make him soups and he's like, well, I'm never full after having a soup. Something like this, he would be full after. Yeah, and um, I gave it to my husband the other night and after two days he said to me, man cannot live on soup alone. <laughs> so I'm calling you out, Actually, Peter Actually, Rachel, he was on the feed saying that Pardon? he loves your soups. He was so, saying he loves your, your who soups. Who said this? Uh, I think your husband. <gasps> he yes. does love my soups. He says, I love your soup. Oh. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does. I want to ask him what's his favorite. I know my son, Matthew Smith. Matt loves uh, leek and potato soup. That's mm. one of his favorite ones that I have to make for him. Um, I feel like I should be opening Rachel's soup kitchen soon, you know? Clearly. But we should be doing like a, a, a soup exchange. But this is very sort of, if you're in Ireland, you know, this sort of stuff, you know, the root vegetables, um, or a staple on our diet, but they're done in so many ways. They're roasted and everything. Speaking of Ireland, earlier on, you and I were talking, yep. and this is totally <laughs> now um, last minute. This is what I love about coming into work in this place. So meet Sarah Strackhouse. Hello. Sarah is one of the journalists here at Real News PR, Real News Communications in Dallas. She's always uh, she's the trusted reporter all over the city doing all the different reporting. But Sarah is going to Europe next year and she's going to be in Greece and she's going different places. But she's got a block of time. Sarah and Fred are going to Ireland. Yay. We <laughs> finally I, have somebody going from here. And immediately I was like, I have to talk to Rachel. There's literally no one else I'm going to go to to ask any questions. Rachel has to help me. <laughs> and what did I say to you? I said, here's the deal. Yeah. So she's talking about where she wants to go and, and what she wants to do. And the dates are the end of February to the beginning of March yep. of 2020. So I thought, you know what we'll do? We'll ask everybody out there. Because I think we need to send Sarah to places. And this is what I do when every time I'm working with people who are going to Ireland, each person is unique. Each person um, has their own kind of vibe. And I mean that sincerely. So Sarah mm -hmm. and Fred. Yep. Fred may not be all over some of the ideas that you want. Yeah, and then, but, but here's the thing I told you earlier on, I don't know if Peter's still watching, but <laughs> you know, uh, my husband's been going to Ireland 25, 30 years, mm -hmm. as long as we've known each other 30 years. And then this time I did something different and I told him and he's like, ah, I don't know. And then he said, that was awesome. It was yep. so good. And I think sometimes for some people, the thought of certain things aren't so great. And so you just need to learn how to say yes. So I think we should do this thing between now and when you go is, yep. where should Sarah go? Where will we send Sarah? That would be awesome. So are you staying put in Dublin or are you moving around? Um, and so we have mm -hmm. some flexibility on finding out who you are, who Fred is. And this is how you send people to the right places in Ireland, because it isn't one size fits all. Not yep. everybody wants to be in a Michelin star restaurant. Not everybody wants to be in a pub. Some people want to do galleries. Some people want to do something very adventurous. So I'm kind of reaching out to the yep. people in Ireland as well. So we've got two people from Dallas arriving in Dublin. When are you arriving? Uh, we arrive on a Friday towards the end of February. Okay. Now I can't remember which one. But and leaving on the Tuesday? And leaving on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Yes. Right. So what we're going to do is between now and the next couple of weeks is I will get the dates and we'll look at whether you're going to be staying put in one place and looking at doing day trips <coughs> or if she's going to go to a couple of places and stay there and make her way yep. back. We'll decide on that. But ba based on the amount of time that Sarah has, and this is my gut feeling straight away, is... Sadly, I'm from Cork and all those places. I don't think she should be bopping all over the country mm -hmm. because I am so against speed dating with Ireland. <laughs> I'd rather you be in some areas and, right. and experience, you know, maybe go north up to County Louth, to the Boyne Valley, the ancient East Coast. 
But um, Sarah Crilly and Anna, you were saying earlier on about, remember when I did that whole thing with the oyster shocking? Yes. Should, like, are you open to going to learn about yes, oysters? absolutely. I mean, we're open to a lot of things. So any, I mean, and we'll, I know we'll talk about it on your next podcast, but any you know, advice people have, we're willing to kind of look at all options. We don't exactly have a plan. I love Guinness. Okay. So there's Oh, and you did say you like you do like whiskeys, don't you? I do. Yeah, we do. Both my husband and I. Yeah, and you don't mean just like knocking it back. You no, you want to no. learn about it. Yeah, like I love rice. He likes some more of the bourbons and so okay. we kind of learn about everything. So I need uh, people to give me some p- feedback and some suggestions. We need your help. We need people in Ireland to figure out where are we going to send Sarah and Fred? Um, are we going to send them to County Louth? Are we going to send them to County Cavan? Are we going to keep them in Dublin or send them down to Wicklow? Um, you know, I kind of want to keep it in the contiguous counties so that they're not bopping all over the country inside of four or five days to get back again. That's just too much. So you need to always look at what your time frame is going to be like, um, how long you're going to be there. And, um, you know, th- you want to get the most the most bang for your buck, if you like. Yeah. So uh, you like f- you like food, obviously. Yeah, love food. We both love food. We eat out all the time and love to try new places. Um, but we're not super, super fancy. Um, okay. But we are open to Just really good tasting food. Really good food. Yeah. Yeah. So. And experiences. So yes. Ireland, I'm I'm throwing out a challenge for you for Sarah and Fred. Where should Sarah go? And part of me is thinking maybe we should send them up to Carlingford. What do you guys think? Maybe we should send them up to Carlingford Oysters and learn all about the oysters there overlooking Carlingford so Bay. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. And remember, um, there was an episode where you were... Um, foraging things and then you made a soup with whatever you when foraging um on the beach we did a whole load of um cooking on the beach so we went out on the beach looking at the seaweeds and all the different foods out there and then the local fisherman gave us some fish and we cooked some of the fish under one of the tents and sat there and ate and they gave you wetsuits if you wanted to go swimming that and sounds really fun. I went scuba diving in Kenmare Bay um and all these kind of things so I'm thinking you guys need to try something you know I really want people to see um the, the Ireland that doesn't get exposed as much. Yeah. You know how I feel about that. I'm always going about real Ireland, meaning what's really happening there now. We know about the museums. We know we'll send you there. And I know you're going to go visit the Guinness Brewery. Yes. I, the I'll Guinness Storehouse. Yeah, I have to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of Guinness, I need to talk to them at Guinness. Um, they're talking about doing for me um, a Guinness Christmas cocktail. Ooh, that sounds fun. I know. Uh, here in Dallas, uh, December 3rd, I think it is, for the Irish Network Dallas-Fort Worth chapter, we're going to have oh, a Christmas party. That. And so I'm wondering if I can get them into the studio and we'll do a Guinness Christmas cocktail. Wouldn't that be fun? Our holiday cocktail. I might sneak back in that episode, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, trust Sorry. me, I won't be running the board <laughs> for that one. <laughs> but what I'll do then, Sarah, is I will find out. I'll get some. Um, we're going to just keep going. Where will Sarah, where should Sarah go? Okay, I'm so, so excited. I have the best guide. guide. I almost wish I was with you. <laughs> yes. but, but when you're over there, you can send us some photos of, you know, and especially you can be our eyes and ears and scouts yeah. if you find something new in Ireland yes. that's worth talking Perfect. about. So people in Ireland, if you want Sarah to stop by, visit, send some photos or video footage back, let us know. Uh, she will be um, based in Dublin, maybe Louth, Cavan, we don't know yet, but the end of February to beginning of March for about five days in 2020. And uh, the Real News journalist will be over there and we want her to send some info back to us here in Dallas and see what she discovers over there. So it'll be hashtag where should Sarah go? Yay, well, thank you so much. Not at I'll all. I'll let you finish up your show. Not at all. Soup. I'm definitely going to take this out with Enjoy me and be back it. for more. Not at all. <laughs> Excited. Yeah, bye. So that's it for today. I'm putting my lid back on. Did you get some soup, Anna? 
I did and I already sipped it. It's so good. Did I you like it? I love it so much. Actually, it smells really good. Is that, am I allowed to say that about my here. own soup? Oh, uh, yes. It smells really good. <laughs> just I love hearty, delicious soups. You know, there's something about them. They're just wholesome and, and they're bread. scrummy. And um, it's just very wintry. We just kind of need that. So... Anyway, um, as you can see during the winter, um, I am just doing this episode every other Wednesday, every two weeks. Um, we will gear back up every week when it comes to the spring and summer, but for now it's every two weeks. So we'll be back in two weeks. We'll obviously be coming up with some travel suggestions and that. Um, and we'll be gearing up for Christmas and talking about some things then. But in t- until next time, and we will be posting, I will be posting the recipe for this. The soda bread link is up, the recipe, but I will be posting the recipe for the soup shortly. Hopefully by the end of today, if not tomorrow morning, but the goal is um, by the end of today. So until next week, um, take care, everybody, and um, slán lath. <laughs>